Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to episode 52 of the Xbox and 10 podcast. That's right, the one-year anniversary. Thank you to everyone who has supported the show. Please continue to do so in the future, as this is your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on podcast services around the world, so please subscribe to your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week included Maneater, Saints Row the Third Remastered, and The Persistence. Games coming out this week include Slime Rancher Deluxe Edition, Age of Wonders, Planetfall Invasions, Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath, Those Who Remain, Shantai and the Seven Sirens, Atomic Rops, Ultimate Fishing Simulator, Geo Rifters, Bug Fables, The Everlasting Sapling, Little Misfortune, The Last Scape, The Genetic Disaster, and of course, Minecraft Dungeons. Coming soon to both Xbox Game Pass for PC and console include Minecraft Dungeons, Alan Wake, City Skylines, and to Xbox Game Pass for PC, Puppy Quest. Now onto last week's biggest news stories, and we have seven to cover this week. Number 1. Gears of War 3 was ported to PS3 but was never going to see release. Matt Purcell at IGN writes, Epic Games created a PlayStation 3 port of Gears of War 3 as part of its internal Unreal Engine testing process but never had any intention of releasing the Xbox 360 exclusive game on the platform. The discovery of the PS3 port comes from new footage released by a former hacker known online as PixelBuds. The footage which shows a rough, buggy version of the game playing on PS3 hardware was posted to YouTube. While the footage shows Xbox button prompts, a report from Kotaku reveals that the build is indeed running on a PS3, demonstrated by a further video sent to Kotaku by PixelBuds. That shows the game booting up from the PS3's cross-media bar. Epic Games revealed to Kotaku that the build is real. Quote, this footage is a byproduct of Epic's internal Unreal Engine 3 testing process, which utilized both Gears and Unreal Tournament and was never part of any actual product work for PlayStation 3, and quote, said a representative from the developer. The build was acquired via a data breach of Epic back in 2011. While there have been previously seen videos of Gears of War 3 running on a PS3, those were apparently created by hackers developing their own port using the files from the hack. PixelBuds video differs as this is actually a PS3 build created by Epic itself for the Unreal Engine 3 testing process. Allegedly, this version does not run on standard retail PS3 consoles and requires the extra RAM that can be found in the PS3 dev kit. However, PixelBuds adjusted the way Unreal Engine 3 loads data and managed to make the build work, albeit with performance issues. In a slow news week, I headed off with this as what a wacky story seeing an Xbox 360 exclusive and Gears of War in it being run on a PlayStation 3. Go check out the clip. Number 2. Obsidian's grounded to host free Xbox One and PC demo this June. Matt Brown at Windows Central writes, Microsoft has outlined plans to host a limited time demo for Grounded, the upcoming survival adventure from Obsidian Entertainment, the creators of The Outer Worlds and Fallout New Vegas. The next chapter from the role-playing Titan diverges from Studio Roots, pursuing a fun-sized sandbox where players see themselves shrunk down and fending off hordes of garden insects. Grounded makes its debut on Xbox One and PC on July 28th, with an in-progress preview enabled by Xbox Game Preview and Steam Early Access, and accessible through a purchase or Xbox Game Pass. We now receive an opportunity to play Grounded's opening minutes for free, with plans to flight a brief demo this June across all platforms. The Grounded demo runs from June 9th through June 14th, set to provide one day in the life of Grounded's single-player campaign. That excludes multiplayer and long-term progression, two crucial aspects of the planned experience, but serves as a tease for its forthcoming public debut. 
Microsoft states a limited number of slots will be available for the demo and available on a first-come, first-served basis. I don't know if this game is going to be my cup of tea, but I believe in Obsidian Entertainment and it's another exclusive, so I will have to check it out. Number 3. In Exile confirms next-gen RPG will use Unreal Engine 5. Matt Kim at IGN writes, In Exile Entertainment, a California-based video game developer founded by Brian Fargo, confirmed that its next project after the release of Wasteland 3 will be a new AAA RPG developed using Unreal Engine 5. Considering InXile is now a Microsoft first-party studio, it means the Xbox Series X will indeed have first-party games developed using Epic's game engine. In response to a question from a fan on Twitter, InXile Entertainment confirmed that its next video game project will indeed be using Unreal Engine 5 for the next project. Studio boss Brian Fargo also confirmed on Twitter that its next-gen RPG will use Unreal Engine 5. Unreal Engine 5 is Epic Games' next-gen game engine. Two major features of the engine are two new technologies called Lumen and Nanite. Lumen is a universal lighting system that makes it easier for developers to create realistic lighting effects, while Nanite lets developers import movie-quality digital assets directly into their games. It's good to get a confirmation that Xbox Game Studios will utilize Unreal Engine 5. For those who haven't seen the video of the tech demo, please do check it out. One of the first real senses of what next-gen will look like. Number 4. Minecraft passes 200 million in sales, 126 million monthly active players. Julia Lee Polygon writes, Minecraft has sold over 200 million copies since its release almost exactly 11 years ago, with 126 million active monthly players. In the last few months, Minecraft has seen a 25% player increase as well as a 40% increase in multiplayer sessions. Because of the coronavirus pandemic, many people have been flocking to multiplayer games like Animal Crossing New Horizons to hang out with their friends in virtual spaces. Minecraft is no exception. In late March, Xbox announced that educational content would be added to the Minecraft marketplace for free until June. The content partnered allowed players to tour the International Space Station, learn to code with an in-game robot, and even tour around monuments in Washington, D.C. Minecraft also got a stunning facelift with the RTX beta in April, adding ray tracing and beautiful realistic effects to the game. The other thing is Mojang also announced that it's formally rebranding to Mojang Studios. That includes updating its logo, but everything else will stay the same outside of appearances and name. Congrats to the monster that is Minecraft and Mojang. Don't forget that Microsoft bought them for $2.5 billion back in 2014, and was really the start of Xbox rebuilding itself with Phil Spencer at the helm. Number 5. Reports Call of Duty 2020 is called Black Ops Cold War. Drew Scrabbles at IGN writes, New reports suggest that this year's Call of Duty game will be titled Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War and will return to the Black Ops subseries historical setting. The title was posted by Call of Duty leaker Okami on Twitter and backed up by sources of Eurogamer. Eurogamer added that it will return to the series' roots but didn't specify any specific events or locations. The real-life Cold War is regarded as having lasted from 1947 to 1991. Whether this is a reboot of the subseries or a prequel to the Black Ops story, which has since headed into the future, is still unknown. Activision had formally announced that the expected 2020 installment of Call of Duty, but didn't confirm which of its studios would act as the lead developer. Rumors at the time suggested that Treyarch would be the lead, which feels ever more likely given it created the Black Ops subseries. Sledgehammer and Raven are rumored to be support studios on the project. Those same rumors claim that this was a Black Ops game set in the Cold War and that it would restore a single-player campaign after Black Ops 4 dropped the feature. The reports coincide with the recent opening of Call of Duty Warzone's bunkers, which have also seen data miners discovering what seems to be a model for a Cold War-era spy plane in the U2. We'd already heard that Warzone will evolve to accommodate multiple games in the series, with Infinity Ward's Taylor Karaski saying that the Battle Royale mode 
will be the through line that connects all of the different various sub-franchises of Call of Duty. Given the global pandemic, that we still don't know what studio is making this game, and a shortened dev cycle, it will be interesting to see how this Call of Duty turns out this year. I get bitten by the Call of Duty bug every year. I am part of the problem, and I have not bought a game on day one since the original Modern Warfare. Number 6. Fallout 76's Season Pass will be free for all Bethesda confirms. Eric Van Allen at US Gamer writes, Fallout 76 is getting a seasoned model featuring board games and the Brotherhood of Steel. It'll also be free to play for everyone as Bethesda Game Studios had to recently clarify. In a tweet from the studio, Bethesda confirmed that Fallout 76's seasons will be free for all players. Quote, we may add extra Fallout First bonus rewards in the future, but want to focus on getting Season 1 in-game first and seeing your thoughts, end quote, said the post. Sorry for the confusion on this. Bethesda recently laid out plans for the rest of the year for Fallout 76, including the additions of seasons, which are set to bring a new number of gameplay mechanics, quests, and other content to the wastes of the online RPG. This all spurs off the recent release of the Wastelanders update, the much-anticipated NPC update for Fallout 76 that makes it feel a bit like a more proper RPG. With the Wastelanders update finally out, it seems like Bethesda is starting to look towards where Fallout 76 can go now that it feels a bit more like a Fallout game. This recent confirmation that Seasons will be free seems meant mostly to assuage fears. The model Bethesda laid out seems fairly similar to most other Season Passes these days, like those in Call of Duty Modern Warfare or Fortnite. I was so excited for Fallout 76, played the beta, and instantly cancelled my pre-order. I don't think I've ever done that for a game. I did get it as a gift that holiday season and have still yet to play it, and I don't anticipate myself doing it anytime soon. And number 7, Mafia Trilogy includes a complete remake of the first Mafia game, Remaster of Mafia 2. Matt Kim at IGN writes, Two gate games and Hangar 13 have officially unveiled the full Mafia Trilogy. Two gate games previously announced at the collection in a short teaser, and a leak online tipped the internet off about a definitive editions for Mafia 1, 2, and 3. The first Mafia has been completely remade from the ground up. The complete remake includes a new game engine, updated script, new cutscenes, added gameplay sequences, and more. However, Mafia 1 won't be available to play until August 28, 2020. Meanwhile, Mafia 2 Definitive Edition is available today as part of the trilogy and received an Ultra HD remaster. Mafia Definitive Edition follows cab driver turned mobster Tommy Angelo as he joins the ranks of the Salieri crime family during Prohibition in the late 1930s. The first Mafia is set in the fictional city of Lost Haven, Illinois. Mafia Trilogy bundles all three Definitive Edition Mafia games, but each game will also be sold separately if you're only looking to pick up one of the Mafia titles. Furthermore, players who already own Mafia 2 on Steam or Mafia 3 on PS4, Xbox One, and Steam will be upgraded to the Definitive Edition for free upon launch. The Mafia Trilogy will also be available on the Epic Games Store at a later time. I never played a Mafia game, so I have no affinity for the trilogy, but looking at how well the remake is of the first Mafia game has me enticed as it looks so freaking good. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is a little history lesson on the Gears of War franchise. Credit to Luke Luby at The Gamer. Six Week Peace. The Coalition of Ordered Governments, or COG, and Union of Independent Republics, UIR, waged a decades-long war between each other, resulting in millions dead and only ending when the Locusts eventually emerged from their hollow, unleashing havoc upon the planet's surface. While it may have been fitting for the Locusts and all of their tactical savagery to time Emergence Day to ensure that they caught humanity at its weakest, it turns out that E-Day didn't actually occur during the Pendulum Wars and wasn't the cause of the COG UIR battles to stop. As it turns out, E-Day actually occurred about six weeks after the COG and UIR signed a peace treaty, bringing an end to the Pendulum Wars. 
all in all, humanity only had these six weeks to recover and prepare for a war that they never expected. I love the Gears of War franchise, really enjoyed 5, and can't wait to see what they do with 6 on the Xbox Series X. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I've been playing more Call of Duty Warzone, then jumped back into the Left Behind DLC for The Last of Us in preparation for The Last of Us 2. My name is Brandon Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. I hope you all have a great week and keep on gaming.